Welcome to episode 36 of Zoe Plus. This is going to be Zoe plus my friend Lauren Sullivan, and we'll be discussing 30-something. Some background on 30-something, it ran on ABC for four seasons from 1987 to 1991. It told the story of a group of friends, a mix of married and single folks, who were, yes, 30-something, and dealing with all the ups and downs of life at that age and at that time. Hope and Michael were the central couple, with their friends and relatives making up the rest of the group. Michael's business partner, Elliot, his wife, Nancy, Michael's cousin, Melissa, his best friend, Gary, and Hope's best friend, Ellen. Throughout its four seasons, 30-something achieved critical acclaim and a cult following, but also its fair share of naysayers who dismissed the show as an hour of yuppie angst. Nearly 30 years after 30-something ended, the show still has its fans, and in recent weeks there was even news of a possible 30-something sequel series revolving around the children of the original characters. The series will reportedly be written by the creators of the original series, and the original actors will reprise their roles. The episode we'll be discussing here is called Couples. It's the fourth episode of the first season, and it aired on October 27th, 1987. So here we go. So I'm here with my friend Lauren Sullivan, her return to the podcast. Hello. Um, And we are going to be talking about 30-something, the episode Couples, which I forced you to watch this show, so thank you for putting up with me on this. Of course. I just, I wanted to discuss the show. I feel sort of sentimental about it, and I figured now that, you know, since we are 30-something, this could be nice. I think that's honestly what's happened with me most is this realization like oh my god I'm this person now but we'll get to that um so you had never watched the show at all yes um so I gave you four episodes to watch and you picked and one of them was the pilot which I don't think is not the certainly the not the best episode of the show but at least to like familiarize you with the characters so but why did you pick this episode well I'll just say I'll wa- I watched the pilot and refused to watch anything else for the next four <laughs> months that's how badly it sat with me um I just don't think it the show after seeing the pilot really ages well. But when I watched the next one, which I th- I think this was the next one, which is Couples, um, I actually was charmed a little bit, mostly by the format. I always like we can get into this, but the format of it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's why I like it too. So it, it, it's funny though, in general though, with this show because it is kind of to steal the Seinfeld lines. Like it, it is a show about nothing. Like there's mm-hmm. not a lot that's happening, but it's all about the characters and the relationships. And and there are big things that happen in the series along the way that feel like major life shaking stuff. But but I kind of like that it's just about the people and the characters. And there was a line that I liked. I was reading in the New York Times. I think like looking back on it, said um, you know just as described by the producers and creators of the show, it's a program about a group of people, all of a certain age, who know enough about life to be totally confused by it about married people and single people and whatever's in between about wanting children having children and sometimes being children and all the small random moments in life that somewhat add up to deep emotion which i thought mm-hmm. was like in this episode i thought like captured that in a way yeah um so i'll do the plot description from imdb for this episode a night out with friends degenerates as nancy and elliot's marital woes become apparent so this is what I would call a Rashomon style episode, okay. which <laughs> I thought of the affair when I saw it. Right. Yeah. So basically, and Rashomon is like this, this movie from 1950 by Kurosawa, which I've never seen, but I just know enough that like this is the way to describe right. it, where you're just seeing the same sort of 
the same scene or the same thing happening, but from everybody's different perspectives and everyone sees things as we all do, sees it in a different way. So yeah. this is basically like you have four people, two couples, four people going out to dinner and, you know, dinner happens. There's some stuff that happens at somebody's house later. There's yeah. a fight and everyone sees it different. And I, right. I just... The did, worst kind of double date, which is just like ends in awkwardness. Yeah. And I just enjoyed how they did that because you just see how everyone, like, you know, everyone is the hero in their own story, even in the little touches that they did to make it different. Like you see that, you know, at the restaurant, the hostess is a different <laughs> actress. Every, you know... Is she a different actress or is there just more cleavage? No, no, no it's a different. No, I think because it's like someone sees her as just like a regular, like middle aged right. woman. Some sees her as this really older, like horsey looking woman. And for like flirtatious some, over like, the top. Yeah, yeah, younger, cleavage, depending yeah. on, which is so funny because you think that that would just be something we could all agree on, but they see it all right. differently. Or like later on um, when they're at Nancy and Elliot's house. And they joke about Nancy being a cheerleader in high school. And they ask her to do the routine. And depending on whose point of view it is, it's like how high does she hike up her skirt? Right, right. Like her husband sees it as like so high. In her rec- you know, in her recollection, she didn't even hike up her skirt. We don't even see the skirt. I think they cut yeah. it intentionally but like I, above yeah. the hips. Yeah. And then like her competency with twirling a baton, either she's like really, really good at it from the view of others. And in her own mind, her she's own terrible. She's like super klutzy. She just yeah. keeps dropping it. She's awkward. Yeah. But I just... I just loved how you just see it all you know in the different ways and like Elliot you know he seems in some in some versions he seems like very aggressive and angry and in his own he's sort of pathetic and that like he just wants his wife to like be with him and love him and why is she not understanding him yeah. he seems sort of like a wounded puppy dog and then, his yeah. interpretation though was clearly I mean if he's considered the villain in this date night um his interpretation seemed to be the most far off from everyone else's and that like he he was the victim yeah i was gonna say like who did you think like who did you believe is being the most accurate i mean we don't see a lot of michaels i think at the end but at the well michaels of- actually reminded me what's that um pixar movie where it's in the head the little girl is um yes the is amy poehler in- thing inside, inside out inside out it reminded me of like the end of Inside Out where they like cut to the man, like the the brain of the man. And yeah. he's like, it's like empty and yeah. like cobwebs. And it's like, he's not like Michael is kind of like, I don't know. I was yeah. present, yeah. I kinda, which I liked, actually. I thought, you yeah. know, then it cut to that. He didn't really remember that. And yeah. he's holding his menu up at the dinner. And like, yeah, he doesn't even actually hear attention. the exchange. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it kicked off with hope. Hopes. Yeah. And so all whenever you see it, through the first person, you think that's the way it played right, out because you don't know this format's about right, to take you don't, place. You don't know, have, you're not already noticing yeah. the little things, the changes, like what's different. You assume that that's the way it is. I guess right. at that point, you don't know. We're going to see everyone's side. And, and I think hers seemed the most realistic in that it was favorable. Like her friend didn't embarrass herself. She did a really good job with her like baton routine mm-hmm. or cheerleading routine. And people, and you know, the dispute with, Elliot was tense but it also kind of seemed like a fight someone might have it wasn't where when you saw it through the Elliot and um Nancy Nancy's eyes both were ridiculous right but I think Cope seemed the most true to form almost and then the hard thing was I just think the theme through all of them was like Elliot was actually like abusive <laughs> that was right, picked and, and up in at the ev- beginning was like he grabbed her he grabbed, he grabbed her, her and yeah. that really stuck with her and but but he grabbed her in all of them because there's the line like let go of me 
Um, I'm trying to remember. Does he grab her in in his, his own? Yes. Like it seems like, but it seems like a light touch, like a right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think also like he's pretty emotionally abusive and then slightly physical in three of the interpretations yeah. um, where f- that's where I think like this show is not really holding up where like, do women I know women statistically tolerate yeah. that but I feel like the kind of couple they're portraying I kind of feel like she'd draw the line given the way they write her personality well I think they make her like a little kind of like drippy initially like yeah. she, even when she's um, you see the things when she's like trying to sort of talk to Hope or deal with Hope like she and this is I think because this is early in the series this is early in their friendship because even there's a point where they're like I don't know you that well but we're constantly thrown together because our husbands are in business together yeah. but when she's like I saw your car I thought I'd drop by or even like after they interview the like entertainers for the birthday yeah. party and she's like she doesn't know when to speak and like when yeah. to come in so she comes across as sort of more timid in in most and of insecure. these yeah i yeah. think the other thing that and i felt this way in the pilot really but it carries through to this episode which is these women you know they're prancing around in their princeton t-shirts and they're clearly educated and confident and they've all chosen to be stay-at-home moms to these small children and they all seem miserable in their lives and i think she's the great example to me of like this is now like messed with her psyche a bit. Like she pitches to her husband, maybe I should write a children's book. And in her interpretation of it, he quickly dismisses it. Yeah. And I, or is that another, No, that's that, it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember if that's the right episode, but it's, um, I watch these back to back. I don't know if you can tell besides <laughs> the pilot, but I think that to me is it's this weird portrayal of women. And I, I checked Wikipedia after to know that it yes. goes somewhere else beyond this, but I, I'm capturing these women at a very, sad state in their lives but it's interesting also because i think some of the criticism of the show and this was like a show that i think definitely had like a devoted fan base but also people kind of like love to hate it because there's just like whiny yuppies yes but but i think there was some criticism though that like you are glorifying these women who are like at home with the kids that like that was that was the way to be especially like the way hope is portrayed with a lot of this like this is the perfect marriage or something which they get into in this episode but it was sort of like see the women that are married and have babies they're in these you know that's probably the way it's, but they're supposed to be happy because the ones that are single are just kind of struggling all the time, right. even though obviously the married people are struggling as well. But um, with the marriage stuff too, though, it's the, just the contrast in the marriage. Like, so Hope and Michael, it's almost just like two, it's annoyingly perfect, at least mm. at the beginning of this episode, how like the way they even talk, it was just kind of just like, do we have a perfect marriage? I think we do. And yeah. like, which is just kind of just like the way they, you know, we don't fight. Do we have a happy marriage? And like, we're not supposed to say that, but we never yell at each other. And then it's like, all of a sudden it gets to be this mess. But it, right. but the, cause they're arguing later in the episode, but they're arguing over like picking up the laundry. And then they're like, these aren't like, they don't really seem to have like major problems, which but they have the ultimate, I mean, their fight that they ended up having is the fight I have with my husband every four to six months, which is basically like, I'm getting worked up because of this small thing, which is usually like, it's the woman tax that, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically in my head, I'm telling like when we have to schedule this play date, when I have to do immunizations, like when I need to shop for toilet paper. And even though like the housework and everything else is 50, 50 in the childcare, like ultimately I always have it's these your things. Head. It's yeah, my that's head. Like you're making const- the plans and yes. you're constantly going. Yeah. And it's this thing that's un- sort of unwritten now that women are working as much as their husbands and this and that. But, but I think she feels that and she feels like, but you don't, He's like, oh, why didn't you just ask me to pick up like, the laundry? Why didn't you she's just like, why don't I ha- Why do I always have to ask you? And yeah. like, that's my thing. I'm like, I shouldn't need to tell you this. Yeah. And it's actually this. He's like, well, if you just said that, we could have solved it. And this is, this is the fight I have with my husband. Right. I actually, and I thought that that fight at the end felt more realistic Authentic, and less yeah. cheesy. Like it wasn't these like these corny lines. 
There's like no uh, resonance to the good things I mean. It's like great things will happen. Uh, Jane will do this, or I'll make you laugh, or um, life is wonderful. And an hour later, it's completely forgotten because of some stupid little thing I do. And I don't know that, I, that's just not fair. I try really hard. And so I'm not perfect, but then you wipe out everything because of that, you'll turn on me. And then, but then she's kind of just like, that's the only reason I was mad. And it was like one little crack in the foundation. You think the house is falling down because the contrast is you're seeing the marriage that is falling apart with Elliot and Nancy. Where right. it's just like, that's not just like a little silly fight. Like they're actually having major problems. Well, you start wondering when you have this un uneasiness, like is this symptomatic of something bigger? Right, yeah. And I think... I don't, I don't know about you, but like, I feel like we're still like five to 10 years off of seeing marriages break down among our friends. So I haven't really witnessed that. I, we don't really have divorces yet, but from older friends, I know it will come. Mm -hmm. And I think there was something really honest in this portrayal of like, how do you react when your friend's marriage is not going well? well and and it, it brings out the worst in them individually. And there was a line that Nancy had, I think, in the Nancy Hope scene where Nancy said, like, are you afraid what's happening to right. us is going to rub off on you guys? Yes. Which was, and it clearly was a concern. But yes, like what you're saying, sort of like diagnosing your marriage. Like, when is it the silly stuff and when does it get to a level where you're just like, it's not just about picking up the laundry. It's like there's fundamental right. problems. Like, we have the same issues they do, but there's... I, they also address that at some point. Like, why is it affecting us this way, but it doesn't affect them this way? But the difference, I think, is... Elliot and Nancy aren't nice to each other along the way. Like, they have these little disagreements, but also in the meantime, both of their interpretations, they're very cruel to each other, um, which I just... I think my bigger issue with the show in general is I can't believe people tuned into this because there's no escape. When you turn tune into a show, there should be some sort of escape, but this feels like the worst parts of a marriage, the worst parts of parenting. Like, you just sit through an hour of like, oh, why are you fighting like this? Like, yeah. So why would anyone Maybe look that, forward think, to watching this? Well, is it just like being because it's relatable, or it's like Maybe, that's yeah. what it's not like TV glam, like it's not it's not Friends where you're in the like the nice apartment that right. you can't afford, you know? It's just like and then everyone is happy and they're dressed really nice. Like these are people that are like messy like the house is a mess like that's why i think people that why is the house a mess i'm so confused because they're always like trying to like renovate, renovate it i guess and it's just like they're not putting in the time or the money All really the i mean that's the what... stuff i'm like very confused by i'm like you're home i know that you've got a baby but you're home yeah. like why did you but i think but there's like, like fundamental you know the washing machine doesn't work and right, the, yeah. they're seem to be like making doing construction in the kitchen or whatever i mean even when they were building like a bookshop it just like was like a mess but but that was sort of but i think people were watching it though because it sort of seeing them themselves reflected in a way and maybe a real portrayal i mean yeah. i don't know what was happening in the late 80s pop culture wise like what are people tuning into other than that no, well i think I'm like, they're seeing a lot of cop shows and lawyer shows and things okay. you know and i guess you'd be seeing probably you know on nbc like some like family sitcoms or like which they well this is not from that time but when they allude to like father knows best and everything being perfect but you'd be seeing those kind of 80s every sitcoms where everything is resolved at the end and this is just messier yeah so i guess if you wanted to see that depends i guess if you want your tv to be escapist or like realistic Real, you know it, yeah. you know whether you want to kind of 
settle into like oh that's what our life is like I get it and then just yeah. try or when you, sometimes you just want to like be emotional too but so this is like over the top occasionally just the yeah. way like people talk you're just like can you just everyone not? calm down and, and there's just <laughs> and, yeah but I, I think like the, the complaining the whining like that was kind of the criticism I was like we get it these are not also like in the larger schemes major problems yes, like totally. later on when like people get cancer and things like that that's a bigger deal but well yeah. you feel like the undercurrent of what really is at, like the issue which is these women thought they'd be happy in these lives and they're quite miserable in it and they've become subordinate to their husbands like that's actually real shit mm. but I think they don't talk about it yet so I'm assuming with this series they get there and yeah. they have like real life stuff to go through but I think when you first you know are introduced to these people you're like you're not addressing the real issue here right now so you're just like nitpicking with each other and it just feels like it just feels like you know, when I, when my husband and I got together, it was in grad school. And so all of our grad school friends, there's this joke, like if we get like bitchy with each other, they're like, we're friends with both of you. And like this, there's this thing. And even when it's just annoying, funny chatter or whatever. And I think, you know, you sort of assume that this, the nitpickiness here is like, no one's jumping in to say like, just cut it out. Like what's going on here. And it just feels like there's, there's like a, greater problem the thing that you were saying about the friends and like sort of the mutual friends like that's what to me is also like about the show and we don't see a lot of it in this episode that you know basically you have like seven stars there's seven stars of the show oh boy who are the other three so the the you have the two couples yeah so you have hope and michael elliot and nancy right and then you you have michael's cousin melissa one of the single people Mm -hmm. you have hope's best friend ellen another single and then you have michael's best friend gary who's the guy with the hair hair. (laughs) who comes in at the end so it's hope's best friend that i think i haven't spent a lot of time with yeah okay um but so like i think that seeing that that's it they're always thrown together though like all seven and it's interesting though because it's not like all like one side i mean yes hope and michael are the glue people in that right. like you no one else would be hanging out without but like but you see also how the other people then like like hang out and bond as a result of that but it's always just like the the seven core people right but um but but the difference between the married and the single thing which i also think they touched on briefly in this episode too because you hear the conversation with when it's Hope and Nancy and Ellen. I mean, all of a sudden, it's so cool to be married. Ten years ago, none of us wanted to hear about a piece of paper. Yeah, Ellie ten and years ago, had... none of us th- Oh, I'm sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, ten years ago, none of us thought it would be so hard to get one. Oh, come on, you know it's all your fault if you weren't such a bitch. What's that got to do with it? Didn't stop you. I just like to imagine I could find someone half or quarter decent before I give up the ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. David was decent. I know. It's too much to ask to be a little attracted to the guy, too. Kvetch, kvetch, kvetch. It's sort of like the kind of, like, grass is greener, I think, about, mm-hmm. like, you think, like, you know, I'm sure Ellen would want to be married. She just can't, she's saying she can't find, like, the perfect and guy. And Hope just wants to go out on a date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I, there was like a, a line that I saw that I liked about um, this was another the New York Times really came through on this one but how it's impossible to watch the series and think that it glamorized marriage as a sacrosanct alternative in the show's mind adulthood was its own bittersweet torture no matter what domestic form yes. it took which I like yeah. it's like even though we always kind of like envy the other it's kind right. of like everyone could be equally miserable well so. the equivalent now is I talk to friends I'm like I just want to online date and yeah. I don't want to actually online date I just want to spend like a month online dating yeah. but it became 
totally normal to do pretty much the year I met my now husband. And so we feel like we both missed that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I, you talk to everyone who online dates now. Yeah, and they're like, like I will yeah. murder yeah, you. Yeah. You don't want an online date. It's yeah. the worst. I'm yeah. like, I know I don't, but I do. Yeah. Right. But so that, I thought that that actually captured that. Yeah, it was agree. brief. And that's like a large part of the series is sort of the difference between the two. But, but I like that that came up in this episode in some form. And you can tell Nancy in that scene is just so incredibly uncomfortable because she is genuinely in a bad marriage right now as opposed to hope who's having some like little light issues where she can laugh about yeah. it and like oh yeah no marriage right. marriage isn't all it's cracked up to be where nancy's sitting there sort of silent stewing um because we we learned in the episode prior the pilot that her husband is cheating on her she had or he had cheated i don't think oh, it's, i don't think it's, it's going on okay got it but i think like he had he had had an affair right yeah. and so we know this as the audience and nancy knows that but yeah. it's hard to watch this woman just because when when you get into a really bad place in a merit or in a relationship, I should say, your head starts process all these things that could hor- like could happen. And I think you watch her, um, I don't know, like scramble to, to piece these issues together. And you know, as the audience, like, yes, he has cheated. Yes, this is a really bad marriage. No, he doesn't respect you. And so all of your worst fears, you know, like in her life, they have come true whether or not she knows it yet. Um, so it, it's interesting though because as the show goes on though they end up like they never I don't think they actually get divorced I think they separate and they end up coming back together mm. and becoming whether this is true to what actually would happen or not but becoming like stronger and they're fine mostly. well there's cancer too well, right she has cancer yeah. yeah but that stuff is really one of the things that I like about the show and like so obviously I didn't, I didn't watch it when it aired because right. it's too young but I think it ended up airing on Lifetime in like the late 90s or something and I was watching it oh, then okay. so I caught up on it and I think I probably watched like the DVDs or something when Netflix was doing the, the DVDs by mail at some point in the 2000s okay. but so like it is when she gets cancer the, their relationship together is very emotional they're sort of they find out together and he's sort of like I love you and I'm going to be with you and you know take right. care of you whatever and then but then also the difficulties of when someone is sick and how you don't know how to like make them happy or you know she's pushing him away at certain points that's that's the good emotional stuff of the series mm-hmm. and then um well like later this is less with Elliot and Nancy but did you did you read about the other major famous spoiler from the series or no someone dies <laughs> so Gary dies how? and it is like it is like a classic tv famous death because um so Nancy apparently is like you know everyone thinks that Nancy is going to be the, if someone's going to die it would be Nancy because right. she's cancer and I guess they find out she's she's in remission or she's fine. And Gary would he like bikes everywhere. Like Michael's like, don't bike tonight. It's snowy. We'll take a car or something. On and a he bicycle would, or motorcycle? A bicycle. Okay. Um. So he is in a car and it gets a, he's in a car accident. And he oh. dies. And everyone's like, just it was because of that era. Like nobody, you know, no one yeah. knew. It's sort of like I guess the way now. Like we're we're used to character deaths with Game of Thrones and things like right. that. But like nobody saw that coming, and it was just such a shock. And also just for a show that's very much about like these core people to lose one. It's yeah. Just, you know. Do you know? the background was it really a choice or did he like book another project I think he'd said initially when he took on the series look I want to direct but like no this is a great role and if it goes on for a few seasons we'll kill you off they said like jokingly and then I guess they I mean I think it was mutual I don't think he was like I can't believe they killed me like I right. think he wanted to go but it was just sort of shocking for the time yeah no I read that and my I, I forgot who it was yeah. now talking about it but I remember yeah. being like oh my gosh there's not that many of them to yeah. like, knock them off like this 
Um, well, so also we'll talk about some lighter stuff. The eighties. Just this is also just like a good time capsule. Just some things I that I noted. Cannot. I like when Nancy's like, I just put moose in my hair, <laughs> and the clip that supported said moose. Were, I thought it was one of those where like you're prepping your hair and the clips in, but then at dinner like the she, clip is still there. Yeah, she had the clips. Yeah. So big. Yeah, and fluorescent. And like the big sweaters. Oh, There's yeah. always but like. But I kind of like those still. But that was like a big sweater with like a skirt and a belt. Like yeah. you can't get. Sometimes there were shoulder pads. Um, the suspension which like Michael famous like his he's always wearing suspenders but like Melissa wears suspenders sometimes too and sometimes suspenders like on the front which is weird but like (laughs) tried to make that trendy um just like the pleated pants or all like everyone has like the flannel shirt I wrote unflattering overalls I wrote too like Hope's wearing those weird like they're not like your traditional overalls they're kind of more I don't know like cinched in the middle (laughs) Uh weird like I don't know not flattering um yeah just but i that makes and it. also as like a mom you notice the playpen is a big thing which kind of hasn't held up but like you know the, nancy stops by or yeah yeah nancy stopped to say hi to who what's her hope. name hope thank you <laughs> and she like brings her three-year-old and like that Hope's baby is, is in a, like a playpen just out in the yard and so she like plops her three-year-old in yeah, said I, playpen okay. See, i thought that was weird yeah okay. no it's like find a toy okay yeah if it's that used to be the thing you brought the playpen here then you brought the playpen outside and then like you could you know keep your kids basically in a prison yeah. and that just isn't a thing anymore i just didn't think you'd have room also for a three-year-old and a, and a one-year-old and that they clearly together. never cut to the playpen yeah. to see what it looks like but it looks like it would be uncomfortable yeah that her, that, that was like seemed like a big three I don't know like she she was sort of treating her like she was I a baby I would say she was 4.5 years old having Whoa, okay. a four and a half year yeah. old like that child was not three and also when you put her in the playpen I was like she's gonna like kill that baby yeah. <laughs> they didn't and then like every like four lines or something they like went down and like tapped the baby's head you know what the um the other thing that stood out to me was coffee bean was around in the late 80s, which I did not know. I didn't know it had been around that long. Well, here's a question that you should know the answer because of like, so the show is set in Philadelphia. Did you know that? You, I don't know. I did from Wikipedia, but you okay. can't tell that. But I thought that coffee bean was like a West Coast thing. No, I mean, it's kind of I remember coming to New York like several years ago. But I like thought that, it was okay. a Midwest thing. But yes, okay. I don't think it would have been in Philadelphia. Okay. But even when they walked by when I was like, I didn't know it had been around that long and good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought Starbucks was like the first of its kind, but does no one give credit to the coffee? <laughs> the coffee bean. <laughs> well, and the th- logo has not changed. No, it was there. It was yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else 80s that was. Uh, I mean, everything about the parenting was very 80s. It's not parenting is has yet to be a thing where you call it parenting, but there's a lot of. I coddling but in this way where you're also not really treating that baby like a real human like it's only in the form of a baby like I'm talking about the baby baby or like the, Jamie, the yeah okay, okay um yeah. and I mean this is more the pilot but I everything like the baby's name you know else's name you knew the baby's name because like, they yep. call her Janie a lot they yeah. don't usually like call the adults yeah. by their names but I think you see this in the pilot a lot but just a lot of Everything with the baby is like a big to do. And I don't know if this is, but as city parents, you wouldn't do this, but it's, there are a lot of big diaper bags and yeah. big this and yeah. big bottles. Like and 80s. like she can't, she goes out to lunch with her friend and like the baby starts crying and she doesn't know what they have to do. So she has to leave. And she, and it's like, well, you just feed the baby. Well, that like, feels like TV though, more than like 80s, don't you think? Maybe. Yeah. There was, I think there's something where parenting 
is more accepted by other adults now and like being a parent to a small child is kind of like maybe it's also where we live but I think you're used to seeing a mom with the baby right although I will say that when you're in if you have like a friend group or with like friends when someone is the first to have the baby and that is a novelty yeah you kind of like don't quite know how to handle that as as the friend right like I would say you're just like this is new oh is this how it's gonna work <laughs> right. or like oh okay this is disruptive. Like, okay <laughs> like and once you know enough people have babies you're sort of used to it and you get it but I think initially you'd be like like that was I think is sort of what comes up in the pilot with Ellen and Hope of just like oh are you making time for me are you not oh right. we're meeting here but not there and you have to okay we're cutting lunch short because your baby's crying but you know. and as someone who's in the middle of jane the virgin right now it's happening right now with jane yeah. after having a baby with her best friend where she's like you forgot to plan my surprise birthday party yeah. and jane has like a seven week old baby yeah. i'm like yes of course yeah. she well, did yes that i'm less sympathetic toward but i'm just saying for like the main like holds up. for the You're dynamics right. like of just kind of like you know friends with kids and how you deal with that you yeah. know it's it's not I think that 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 feels a little more sort of true to it I think the other parenting thing that I've noticed in the four episodes I've watched is just how the mom does everything like the dads are never changing a diaper the dads are never disciplining like the mom is doing that's why they're so exhausted at the end of the day because they have no support like the dad not only is he going off to work but when he gets home it's like well she's gonna put Janie to bed she's gonna change the diaper she's gonna do this like she's it really is the woman doing all of the work which is kind of bizarre to watch yeah I wonder if that's like a TV thing though in this case or whether because like I don't know I always think about just my own experience because like my dad was very much hands on and they split everything I mean my mom is still when we're talking about the mom always thinking that's definitely my mom but just you know yeah you would think though that by the by the point point when this was happening in the 80s that this would still be at that point like men were kind of beyond the like I'm not changing a diaper you would think we were beyond it so it's strange if like we weren't to not see that I think you know I it's weird to watch these shows and realize you're that age because watching it, they still feel older. Yes. Okay. Well, but we I- are. And I think, you know, Nancy talks about her three-year-old and I did the math and I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that was me. Like I was three when this episode aired. Yeah. Like, so this could be my mom, but everything about, so, so it feels like they're older in that respect, but also just watching them. I just, Maybe they're older actresses, but I'm just like I don't think I'm this no, old. No, so I was I was curious to see like how old the at least the oh actors gosh, are. I don't know. So Michael, these are I'm using their character names. Let me but guess, 39. He was 30. The actor was 33 when this oh, episode God. aired. Okay. Yeah, he was 33. Um, Hope 31. <gasps> Nancy 36. Elliot 30. And I, I even read that Timothy Busfield, who plays Elliot, like grew a beard, I think, to look I'm a little bit go. older. But being Cry. 30. Melissa, 35. Ellen, 32. Gary, 34. So they were all, the, all no, the actors were I like, uh, I think it's just, just like how, this is how we see, you know. Totally. It just, you know, it just seems strange that, like, I, it, now it feels like these people are in their 40s. Like what right. I would think of as 40s and not, Agreed. you know. But if they're like Elliot and Nancy, I think they said they've been married for like 12 years. I'm like, you would be barely like. I think that's your- part of it is. They seem like they've, they're older 30s. And I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be city dwellers, but I, it doesn't feel like that in a lot of ways. I think they're supposed to be like mid 30, like 30. I bet you they're all kind of, they're supposed to be like 35-ish. Got it. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. I think with some of these shows, like when I go back to watch, I think about um, how I now relate to the parents and what's Angela and Jared Leto. 
What's that? My so-called life. My so-called life. I when I rewatched Which is by that, the same creators, by the way, as oh. this show. Yeah. When I went back to watch it a few years ago, I found myself really relating to the parents. Yeah, and that's I when that I knew happens. I was kind of yeah. old. Yeah. But I think going back to this show, because you don't see other generations, like yes, they have kids, but they're not the, real characters. Yeah, yeah. They just still feel old to me. Yeah. As opposed to just feeling more relatable. Well, because they feel like our parents. Like right. that's how I see yes. it. And I'm like, okay, but so our parents are older than us. So yes. therefore like we're not those people yet. So it's strange. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there was like a line that I liked from, um, the, it was the Los Angeles review of books that weirdly had the, like some sort of 30 something essay, but mentioning how like the difference between like 25 and 35 and saying there's a big difference between the anxiety you feel at 25 and the anxiety you feel at 35 at 25. The crisis is very much postgraduate. Your ideal is still close enough that you can touch it. It's just a matter of whether or not the world will let you at 35. The crisis is the ideal and whether or not you did with it, what you should have at 25, the problem lies ahead at 35. It's right behind you, which oh, I was yeah. like, Oh God. Okay. Yeah, and but there's it's like true. truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because it is only 10 years. And I do think, don't you feel like age has changed a lot? No, like, totally. I feel like we sh- when I talk to anyone older than I am, and I'm like, I feel like my time has passed. They're like, shut up. Like, yeah. you're still young. And I think, you know, 70 isn't what it used to be, and 60 isn't what it right. used to be. You know, that sort of thing. But that they do feel like old 30s yeah. to me, and they feel so exhausted in their lives, yeah. which in a way where... I have two kids. I'm tired a lot, but I still didn't relate to how exhausted they felt. Well, and also that almost like, and that this is, if this was your job, this was your job for the next 20 years. Like, it's right. just like, now we'll go to work. Whereas, you know, I feel like with us, everything still feels like we're changing. And I often get like mocked first when I'm like, oh, that person, like he's a grown up or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and my mom will say to me, but like, you're a grown up. And I'm like, right. but I don't feel like that mostly. Like I'm not, I know we're not like kids, but I also don't feel like, we're not yeah we're not those people yeah you know, i've had a time. few things i mean you'd, you'd think the kids would do it but it didn't yeah, but, you I, would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the um this last year for the first time i've noticed wrinkles and i've had i get i've gotten gray hairs like oh, in I my have, yeah. head yeah. and yeah. also in my eyebrows <laughs> and it's one of those things where i'm not phased by it and i'm not out there buying insane serums and all this stuff but it is this bizarre moment where you're like oh my face will never look like that again like these things start happening well where you know they're not going to reverse so in that sense i'm having these little like taps on the shoulder being like you're aging and Mm -hmm. i think that those feelings are starting to brew and so maybe that's why i'm still like they're we're not as old as them like i'm especially sensitive to it i don't actually feel like i've internalized in any way but the other face thing is like i think this in the past two years when you get compliments on your face now and people are like, you've got great skin. It now has to do with wrinkles mm. <laughs> where two years ago it had to do with acne yeah. and that weird pivot that happens. Yeah. It's like, when did that happen? But yeah. like, I was like, Oh, thanks. Like, yeah. Uh. Yeah. And then it was like the second line was about the wrinkles. I'm like, what? Yeah. We're talking about that now. Um, so I think, you know, just at this age, I'm 35. It's, it's, you yeah. start to become sensitive to that. Yeah. So I, so I, it's weird though. It's just, it's you relate, you can relate to this in some ways and other ways. Not, not at but, all. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a, on a lighter note, um, the theme song is one of those theme songs that I really like. It's just, it's like instrumental that yes. it like encapsulates and maybe cause it's with the scenes of the show. Like it feels like very happy and then like dramatic. It almost like wants to, I want to like cry at certain points and it feels like sort of heartbreaking.
I really I, like it's sort of a yeah. class, and it's by um, the the guy who composed it is actually he composed the West. He's done a lot of themes, but he did like the West Wing theme. Yeah, he's really good that. with like the instrumentals. And I found this interview online where he was talking about because he kind of just like submitted it because they were trying to like get people to write the theme song like David Crosby or all these like people to do like a real like theme song with lyrics. And in the end, how they kind of they liked the instrumental. I mean, he was already scoring the show, so it sort of fit in with that. But also this idea of like don't put lyrics on it so they don't have to define it. And also like if the mm. show went on for 10 years and it was like the lyrics were like 30 something, like you just be that weird. He's like the way he described it, like the theme song like allowed the show to grow, which I really liked yeah. too. So Well, it also reminds me of the theme song to my my so-called life oh, yeah, which yeah. maybe they tag the same guy if it's the same creator i wish i knew off the top of my head but i do not but it's the that, same yeah. thing where it's just yeah. that instrumental and it sort yeah. of picks up and then yeah. it's a little dark yeah no true yeah. yeah um all right so some additional trivia um so did you know that the actors who i don't know if you read this in your wikipedia research that michael and nancy were married in real life oh so the Husband from one right, couple right. and the wife from the other were married, which is always kind of interesting. That's always weird to me. But yeah. what else is Nancy in? Because I know that actress. And then when I read the Wikipedia, I'm like, maybe I just know her from this because she went on to an Emmys for this role and stuff. But She's done a lot of, like, she did Brothers and Sisters. Okay, that'll uh, do I it, feel yeah. like she was on that sort of more recurring. She's just been, like, a lot of like, guest stars. I think she might have been, like, on Alias or something, like, a long time ago. But, yeah. Okay. But, and he's really stopped. He's, now he just directs. Like, he's a big, I think he's a director and producer of This Is Us, which kind of has like a so sometimes 30-something feel, yeah. but he's mostly behind the camera now. A lot of them are actually. Mm. like, But you'll see Melissa on Jane the Virgin. She's on there at some oh, point. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but it's just funny to me that like so much of the show is about like, you know, sex and the relationships. And then it's like seeing your like spouse with like this other person usually. So, I mean, I know yeah. that's like what actors do, but still. Well, it always reminds me of um, Lorelai and Peter Krause. Yeah. <laughs> but playing siblings on playing Parenthood. Playing siblings, yeah. even Lauren though they're and, yeah. doing it in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, the um there's an snl snl did like a parody commercial of like 30 something it was like 30 something cereal oh i wish you sent me that i'll I'll have to show you it's just like it's so funny because they're just like the the kitchen feels exactly the same and everyone's just like i'm sad like this is just so hard and then they're like i just need that 30 something cereal (laughs) it just was like but they cat in the the clothing the mood like even like the way they wear these sort of thick socks you know like when i'm just seeing that and uh the jean jacket over like a long it's like all the stuff that just I feels like so that, yeah. and like it's cast just perfectly there's definitely like a Michael and a Hope weirdly John Lovitz is playing like the Elliot <laughs> character it, it's really well done I don't think it's not one of those ones people like show a lot because it's so random but I, I stumbled upon it and enjoyed it the Elliot casting I mean I again I've only seen four episodes but I will say it's he comes I feel like he's supposed to be more of a heartthrob and he ends up being kind of a goofball I think he's goofy no I think he's supposed to be goofy but I think he's supposed to be charming in the goofiness like because even that was like the part in like the restaurant scene when she's like you know should I have the sommelier come come over and he's like I don't speak sommelier like a goofy which like sometimes like depending on whose perspective it is that's like a good joke or like a ridiculous I think it was only good to one person yeah Yeah. (laughs) but the rest were like no I think I think he's someone like chuckle in like the hope version maybe I don't know in the hope version it was funny yes but I think in everyone else's it was it was dark 
that was really it for the trivia. <laughs> but not as, I feel like we covered, once well, we already covered Gary's death, but just a couple other things that kind of occurred to me with, with the, um, the different perspectives and the way this episode was framed was I was just thinking of like, there's a This American Life episode that I, I always remembered this section where they were talking about husbands and wives and like stories. And I think this, this isn't just husbands and wives, but like with your friends too. And like you hear someone tell a story and you've heard them tell it so many times that you think you know like all the answers. But so they would take a husband and wife and be like, oh, he has that famous story of when he was in college, he got drunk and then like tipped over a cow or whatever. And then like you'd ask the wife, she's like, yeah, I know the story. And she would get it totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or there's like a story where like this woman specifically remembers being in Central Park and seeing Jackie Kennedy in the park. And it was so exciting. And she waved to her. And then the husband is like telling the stories if she, as if he was there as well. He's like, yeah, we were walking. We saw Jackie. She's like, you weren't there. You've taken my You've story. You've taken my story. I feel like married couples can do that. Yeah. If they have to sit through that story being told a hundred times, they yeah. just take it as your yeah, own. Yeah, but it's just funny though, but with the memories because it's never quite, you know, even right. with your own story, you might not get it right. But just like being like, I've heard it. I get it. It's like, no, that wasn't quite right. Yeah. Well, the weird dynamic I have is my husband's memory is so bad that like he's basically like, you can rewrite all of my stories yeah. because you claim to remember everything. But I promise I remember something. I'm like, you don't. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Mm. Play pens. <laughs> okay, that was the main takeaway. The transition music. I just feel like it's so depressing. Like cutting into every commercial, it's like it's very 90210, but only in the scenes where it's like very like what's gonna come next. But every single transition. Oh, is I don't like, think I noticed yeah. that. But isn't oh. that like sort of is it the same like acoustic guitar yes, kind of like the yeah the, from the theme song yeah. But it's not the happy part yeah, ever. Okay. It's always it's like sad. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Okay. What's gonna come next? No, I think the big thing for me is, yeah, like, what's the appeal? And I, I think, yeah, relatability must be it. But I think also looking at Wikipedia, it's just shocking to me that this won the Emmy for the best drama of the year, the year that it premiered. I think we think about how TV has evolved. Like, I told you I'm in the middle of succession right now, and I'm finishing up binging that. And I'm thinking, like, this is what drama is now, and that's what it was in the late 80s. And it wasn't actually that dramatic at the time. Like, the writing wasn't... It was just real life written down and sort of, like, the worst parts of it. And if people were sad, it qualified as a drama. But I think, you know, not knowing much about the history of television, if you just think of, like, the dramas we watch now, yes, Game of Thrones, Succession, these things that are so epic and big, and the stakes are so high. Like, the stakes on everything for this just feel low. It's like, I'm a little upset in my marriage. But I don't think that that's indicative of the time, though. That's what I think, that this is indicative of this show, because Mm. they were competing with, like... You have a cop show where the stakes are higher okay. or an, or a medical show like St. Elsewhere or something where people are dying. You know what I mean? So this was actually like focusing on just people and their everyday problems. That was unusual. And maybe that's what made it kind of stand Got out it. more. Like it just wasn't your typical drama. I mean, obviously, yes, like dramas have evolved since then. We've right. gotten more like, you know, better in some like ways. The right, but, yeah. yeah, the writing to me. I wonder if at the time if. I'm guessing if it won the Emmy, it was perceived as strong writing, but it feels very slop. Like, yeah, that feels dated. Me. Well, it just feels dated to me too. Just yeah. like overly dramatic at certain points, the way you talk or like the way 
just you kind of have to explain everything. Like even, you know, as much as I love this, the story structure at the beginning, they're like, can you believe that happened? I couldn't believe it. And they're like, <laughs> guys, get your story straight. Just like, and scene. Like just, right. you know. Um. I also liked that every time, so if you had every character remembering the same date night, that every time the flashback came for each of them, the screen actually blurry. became, became <laughs> so like the wavy and yeah, blurry. Yeah, and that's like old school too. How like, else would we know? Yeah. Was this a choice? Was like that retro at the time or was that really how flashbacks were seen at the time? I think that's how you had to indicate that okay. this was a flashback in some way or that we it were leaving kinda, reality. They just like would be in a scene, kind of look off into space, and then the screen yeah. would become wavy. And then they'd like cut back to him like, Elliot, come on. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's right, catatonic. Exactly. Oh, because he was doing a flashback. Okay, But his actually only yeah. lasted five minutes. Yeah. Um, I will say that the last shot of the episode I do really like, Me which is too. just like seeing it almost like, is it objective? Like you just see the four of them at the, at the restaurant, but at the table, having a good time. laughing and yes. being, enjoying each other's company. And, and it just is like so sweet. And I, that's what you, you hope that that's in some, it's somewhere in all of this, that, that, that existed, that happiness. Well, I mean, I guess it could have been a different interpretation, but I assumed it was like, this was how that was the, real. This is how the night went. Yeah. But then it also, then when I sat, with it for a second made me sad that I'm like you all had a great time but all you're remembering is the sad no, parts of the night I'm yeah. like I mean it always gets weird when something at the end of the night as everyone's been that's all you're gonna much, remember you're only gonna remember like yeah. he grabbed her yeah. she did this embarrassing thing yeah. but but even you know the host is coming in and was she flirting and was he flirting and this and that like none of it mattered because they actually were sitting yeah. at dinner having a great time yeah and it felt like the perfect end to this episode or at least to make you feel better in some ways Definitely like uplifted like you the know end. that like okay fine like Elliot and Nancy their marriage is still in trouble and Hope and Michael obviously like they resolved it so like that's fine but they're boring but <laughs> it's part of it too <laughs> they're this, very boring but this is like, but so this is like a nice way of just like look here are these people that seem to these friends that genuinely like each other and had a good time and maybe that's the way that we can remember instead of the bad stuff yeah Yeah. no I liked it and I also thought um it gave all the characters a little bit more credit like they all came across as like fun loving people who just were enjoying themselves where the they I just felt like the episode kind of hacked every one of their characters in some way someone's interpretation always made someone else to yeah out to be like bad basically um all right that's all I have do you have anything else that's all I have. I don't think I'm going to continue watching 30 yeah. something. Well, it's also, by the way, not easy to watch. Like, oh, okay. I initially, because... Yeah, what website sorry, did it, you give me? <laughs> what was I on? Because they run ads. Right. <laughs> Daily motion. <laughs> okay. Because, like, there was a point, I think, that it was on Amazon or something, and they mm. took it off. I'm not okay. sure why. Like, I feel like that's, like, an easy thing. But it, to just find it, because initially, I think, when we discussed watching the series, and you were like, uh, where do I find it? And I was like, oh, it's not as easy. And there were even some episodes that I wanted to throw your way that just were not not as accessible so well I thought about trying to find the one that was submitted for the Emmy that year I thought that would be oh, interesting to I see I don't know which one that I was I forget but. I forget the name of it I'm guessing it was like a little bit farther on in the season yeah. but um yeah I mean it's interesting because once I watched the second one I wanted to watch more but I just like it's one of those shows where you watch it and I don't feel particularly yeah. good I'm just like sometimes sad. sometimes it's a show I think I said this earlier sometimes like if I feel like a cry there's one episode like there's an episode where like Hope gets in a car accident oh. with like the kid and like it just feels like oh. a momentary like, oh and just like seeing the emotions that the character feels like I wish it but it was like a Christmas one I wish that's the one that I wanted you to watch and that is considered like one of the better ones too okay you know, it is, it's just difficult to, 
access, so I wouldn't, you know. But Do you think if they did a big release on one of the streaming services, people would tune in? I think people would watch. And there was actually, there was an there was an essay this summer in the New York Times about, so do you know who Taffy Broadhurst Ackner is? She's like, she writes a lot of celebrity profiles in the Times and she wrote that book that came out the summer, Fleischman is in oh, Trouble. Right, yeah. And like, she had a whole essay about watching 30-something in her 40s mm. and how, because she'd watched it when she was younger and she was like revisiting and what it sort of told her. She thought it was going to sort of inform her about her marriage, but it was actually went back to like her parents' divorce. Oh. But it was this whole thing about watching it and I was looking at and like the tweets the responses she got were all these people were like really nostalgic about it and wanting to watch it again like I'm sure if it was on there people because it just it's four seasons and yes they're long like you know you could still get through it we've done we watch series that are a lot longer than that with more seasons and more episodes so yeah it sounds like I mean having read the wiki page um I feel like they ran out of ideas by, it sounds like four, it ran for four seasons. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like the end, they kind of were grasping at straws a bit. And but I think they were trying to then like hope that Michael's marriage was having problems and, and also just trying to like marry off the single people and have them have kids. Like, well, know. also, and the woman gets the career turn now. Like both yeah. of them, like, you know, yeah. Nancy's career takes off. She does off. write the book, by the way. She does. She does the children's and, book. And then yeah. Hope goes back to work and maybe Michael's just going to give yeah. up his entire career to support yeah. Hope. I'm like, okay, at least yeah. this goes somewhere because right now it's a little yeah. down on women and I'm not into that. Um, well, on that cheery note, <laughs> let's talk about favorite thing we watched on TV this week. Uh, you want to go first? So I mentioned this, but I'm binging Succession with my husband. So um, we're doing like two episodes a night and... It's really dark before you go to bed. Like all of my dreams have been about like being a part of that family and like Shiv effing me over. But um, having gotten to season two, it's so funny. Like I just find myself belly laughing. Yeah, like we were talking before about just like this episode, just like Tom doing the interview about the Nazis. Uh, and this other one that came up just to fend this off. Have you ever read Mein Kampf? Um... Yeah, a couple times, I guess. A couple times? Are there Easter eggs in there you didn't get the first time? <laughs> I think it's the episodes where I'm a little less anxious, like, about what's going to come. Like, Kendall, everything about Kendall yeah, makes yeah. me so sad. Yeah. And it just it gives me anxiety. Are you in season one or season... Oh, wait. Season so, two. So you're on season two. Yeah. yeah, so I only have one episode okay. left to catch up. Okay. Um, but I think... You know, it's the stakes are so high and you feel it's how I felt with Breaking Bad, which is like I should not watch this at night before I go to bed because then I can't sleep. And when I do sleep, I have bad dreams. Yeah, Yeah, I need to watch it like midday on a Saturday when the kids are napping. Um, But it's really good. And it's also fun to watch a show. I've been watching so many shows that streamed years ago. Like right now, I'm also watching Jane the Virgin. But it's nice to watch a show that has criticism happening in pop culture along the way. And I think or like online, but, you know, reading, watching the episode where they shut down, is it Vault? What's the... Dead Vault or something? Vault or yeah, the Gawker that, site, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, having read the exiting editor from Deadspin's, like, piece where she, like, riffs off of that episode where, you know, they just need grown-ups in the room, adults in the room, or whatever. It's like, you forget how cultural criticism is so helpful and it's so much fun to read at the same time. I think I got that a little bit with Game of Thrones, but also I, it was Game of Thrones. It was a little bit too much. Like everyone has so many opinions and mm-hmm. it was all about building up to the finale where this is just like a very great piece of writing and drama and acting and everything in between. And even like the cut did this great piece on like 
all the clothes that you know. I need to read that. Oh, it's so good. And then you start noticing, like you know, even Shiv's haircut and things like that. And um, what was the other thing? I think David Plotz brought up. He had read something that I I never ended up reading it. But like, if you actually look in the background at all of the headlines from Valter that are sort of like running on like the tickers, um, Mm -hmm. or even on like ATN, which is like the Fox News, like he's like, just look at the headlines because they're so good Mm -hmm. and all these little details, and you forget that watching a show in real time like there's so much goodness that comes with it because of the internet where usually i'm kind of over it yeah Yeah. um so for me you alluded to this earlier so this was a show that well that is sort of perfect as we discussed this episode but the affair oh yeah so the affair when that started was very much the the Rashomon, you know, right. he saw it this way and which I loved like looking at that. And the waitress like, with the short skirt and right. the long skirt. And just yeah. like she was wearing the dress. She's all like the sexy dress here. But in her mind, it was all prim and proper and all uh-huh. the little clues, which is like gimmicky, but fun. And then that show got annoying and sort of weird. And I skipped a season or two. But this is the final season. And I've started. And like, isn't the lead gone? It's, yeah, two of the leads. The Ruth Wilson and Joshua Jackson are both gone. So oh, it's just wow. about like. Noah's like the Dominic West character and Maura Tierney and then they also have like a future like a character that they put in the future like so Anna Paquin is playing the daughter of some of the Joshua Jackson character and I guess Ruth Wilson too um but so they get killed off speaking of killing off characters well she had gotten killed off he just kind of has disappeared I'm not sure if we're going to see what happened to him but that was all drama with her getting killed off but but it's one of those shows where it's like, I'm not like excited to watch it, but when I'm in it, I'm weirdly in it. Yep. Cause, and they still do a little bit of the, like, you know, his position, her position, like what he saw and who was wrong. And there's just something about, it. I think cause more Tierney is very good. I mean, she's he's great. good I too, but I, I think I, I like what, what they've done with her character even more. So, I do find it enjoyable to still watch that show. I'm curious where they'll bring it. It's like not my favorite, but there's something about it that I can't give it up. So, so how did you get back into it having skipped a season or two? I think I just sort of like, like why did I watch it or how did Were I catch up? Were you just like, oh, I want to see without I think Ruth I was Wilson curious. what this I f- looks like? No, I mean, no, but it was, la- I caught up last season. Like I skipped a season in the middle. This is maybe season five and I skipped three or something. Okay. So I was curious. I forget how I got back in, but I sort of figured out what had happened to the characters and um, and because also the, when the show started, it was just like the Ruth Wilson character and Dominic West. And they added like, you know, more Tierney's perspective and Joshua Jackson. So it was like a four person oh, thing oh, as I well. I only saw so, season yeah. one. That's cool. So now they kind of just do that with other people too. But I'm curious to see where it goes. But it's like, it's not, it's not great, but I'm interested in it. And then on a much later note, um, BH now to an O. So I'm a now to an O fan. And the, the season finale is is uh we're taping this on a wednesdays tonight and it's just been a really fun run of episodes because it doesn't take itself too seriously it has all these great like little winks for the fans like me that are nerdy about knowing all this random yeah, trivia I even be able to pick up like on they'll bring back like they brought back this i don't know if did you watch now at the time oh yes but like they brought back Ray Pruitt last week. For, do you remember Ray Pruitt? No. Okay. He was like when they were in college, he was Donna's boyfriend from the other side of the tracks and he like pushed her down the stairs at one point. Gosh. It was, but they like brought him back and had fun with it and everyone could just laugh and it's was like ridiculous. Was he prison? No, but it's like they're playing the actors or playing actors. Like they're not playing. It's not like the, it's not like now in what? 2019 that they're playing the actors doing a reboot. So it's like a show within a show. So they can just be like, this super. is what they've done the whole season. Yes. What? Yes. So speaking of not watching a show yeah. when the criticism yeah. is happening, so they can just like 
poke fun at themselves and not just do a bad reboot of this 90s show. It's just it's just kind of ridiculous. But just seeing who they bring back and yeah, and just the lines and the little like throwaway things about like alluding to like feuds. And it's just it's been really silly and fun. And that's the kind of thing. I think there's a lot of pressure. I mean, I guess now it's easy. Like everything gets rebooted. Right. It used to be like, oh, my God, is there going to be a movie? Are they going to come back? And now people are like, yeah, we'll just do a few episodes. It's fine. It's less pressure. Right. And you can just have fun with it and really it it just feels like a nice gift for the fans is it sad without luke perry a little bit and they alluded to that at the in the first episode but then you kind of forget um Mm. but you know but it doesn't it doesn't bring it down it's mostly just silly so that's when i knew really early on in my life the kind of person i'd be watching these shows when like i could not get over dylan and brenda like Years later, everyone had moved on, and I still was rooting for Dylan and Brenda, and I feel like that's just, like, my life in a nutshell. It started that early. And now you're just shipping Hope and Michael. (laughs) They're so boring. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, thanks so much for watching this show. Thanks for having me. And we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Bye.